It's another beautiful day. Another it's another beautiful Monday. Monday, sunny day. And oh, it, it's the best day are. of the week. Why? Because it's JK Round time. Mm-hmm. JK Round podcast time, with, specifically. With Joel and, and, and Kevin. Yeah, and we're yeah. here to... Be around and take the magic, magic out, of out of comedy. And uh, I, I don't know if everybody remembers what that means. We should remind them, mm-hmm. because it's an important time. It's an important year to, mm-hmm. to be taking magic out. Because we're probably getting to the end. Well, at the end of the world, exactly. And every year is potentially the end of the world. Every day. We don't know when it's going to end. Now, individually, for you. Exactly. uh, Or for me. Or, of course, for everyone uh, in an apocalyptic sort of sense. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, on that light note, let's uh, remind our students just exactly how... And why to take the magic out of comedy? Well, and I, and I think this is a great time to do it too because last year uh, we started uh, late. Our, our yeah. podcast came out what in October or something uh, like that, ages ago. Um, now you know we've got we, we're starting fresh. We already already did Bill Cosby mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, just masterfully yep. tributized oh, him. It was gorgeous. We've interviewed uh, Johnny Clark, mm-hmm. who was just I mean we learned a lot there. Yeah, first uh, guest of 2014. So thanks <laughs> again to Johnny. Yeah. My favorite part was the nacho bit. Oh, my goodness. Classic. I I found it a little cheesy. Uh, (laughs) I used that joke then, too. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, you know what? We want to talk about comedians. We want to talk about comedy. And we want to interview comedians and sort of show you how the trick is done. Exactly. In a sense. We we demystify. We we demagic. Guys, all mm-hmm. parts of the robot that that you see on stage. Exactly. We we find the little inner panels on the back, and we say, "Cut the blue wire," because if you do the yellow one, it'll blow up in your face. Right. It won't be. It won't be, or it won't blow up as much exactly. because you want you, that explosive laughter. Yeah. Kevin. Um, or sometimes, though, when you you don't cut the right wire, what I'm saying is your joke powers down, and then there's a bunch of just bananas and things thrown yeah. at at this rusty sack mm-hmm. of a what once it was a comedian right and you're looking at it and you're going well i can see that those are the ingredients of a joke mm-hmm. but it's not coming together the way i thought it would well That's if right. you had listened to our podcast we would have told you how to construct that by essentially telling you how to deconstruct, deconstruct it. it it's kind of like that backwards sort of putting together of something exactly it's like when you would buy a lego structure that was already made and you mm-hmm. take it apart so that you just have a bunch of bricks around your room and then you walk in there and you step on one of those pieces of lego and you're like how did that get there and it hurts your foot. And uh, and another metaphor that I was thinking about was music. I mean, music. you listen to songs, and a lot of us listen to songs mindlessly. We do mm-hmm. not know what's going on. Never. Uh, whereas if this was a music podcast where we demagified music... We would just be singing the entire We would sing the time. whole thing, but we'd also go, C, A minor. Like, th- we'd just mention yeah, the we'd chords... Yeah, we speaking in the, the language of, of music. music. Uh, treble bass you know and exactly th- this is the way we would communicate well in this case it's comedy yeah we're being funny we're sharing the comedy yep. uh but we're also saying this is why it's funny 
And, and that's really more important, important way mm-hmm. more important. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone knows why music sounds good. It's in the name music. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it, if it's music, it sounds good. I exactly. mean, that's just a, a, everyone knows that. Definition. Look it up in the dictionary. Mm-hmm. Music is good sounds. I think Brian Wilson put it the best, and that was when he did that song, Sweet Vibrations. Yep. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Sweet vibrations. Sweet, 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 sweet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, that's what music is. Just a sweet vibration. But look, enough about music. We're going to make vibrations of our own, and that's exactly. going to be in the laughter in arena. Ha, 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 ha. You just it's did it. A language. Ha, 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 vibrations. Well, yeah, I didn't even realize. See, you can do Sometimes that. Sometimes music comes out of comedy, mm-hmm. and comedy comes out of music. Mm-hmm. As we can demonstrate simply by singing uh, a classic joke. Mm-hmm. Rabbi walks into the bar. The bartender says, no Jews allowed. Exactly. It's Now, those, I mean, that's a great joke. Um, and that brings us to our guest this week, mm-hmm. uh, who is Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. I mean, he's not here with us as our guest. Oh, uh, sorry. Lucky guest. I meant the guest that we're tributizing. I mean, every time right. we mention someone that we're tributizing, they are in a way a guest. There's spirits There's here. spirits here. Their comedy lives on mm-hmm. through uh, the internet, which is where our voices are right. talking about them. I mean, last week uh, or two weeks ago, we did Bill Cosby, who mm-hmm. I don't even know if he's alive anymore. But yeah, but if he isn't, that's fine because his spirit is still here with us. That's right. So, I mean, he was here even if he's not even on the planet anymore. That's right. He's still here. Everyone who was here is still here even when they're not here. Exactly. And so, Ricky Gervais, welcome. <laughs> yeah. It's great to have uh, you. Welcome to it's the JK Round podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and we're going to we're going to talk about him and We're going to talk. We're not going to ask him as many questions as we do physical guests, but we're going right. to we're going to talk and But hey, we might ask some questions and we might not get some answers. Yeah. And sometimes we'll ask questions that we'll let our audience, the students, try to answer via Twitter yeah. or Facebook. And these are That's our right. Facebook and Twitter contests. And we will correct you when you get it wrong. Yeah, if, if you, you get, get it wrong, if we'll you get it cor- wrong. Yeah, if you get it right, full points to you. Full points. Um, your grade plus, just got better. Yep, yeah, you get a plus on, on that S, and there you go, mm-hmm. S+. Plus. And you get an S+. Plus. We're talking about Ricky Gervais, who is essentially... A chuckle bucket. Well, he's shaped like a bucket. Uh, and and he, he's full of laughs. He's full of laughs. He brings the laughter to us. Now, I don't know if he... I mean, that is one thing that's a, just a famous thing about Ricky Gervais, yep. and that is that he does laugh a lot. He does. I he mean, does. he's laughing and at his own jokes more than a lot of other people are laughing and at his jokes. he's done podcasts. Mm-hmm. Before. Well, we mentioned his podcast. Yeah, we mentioned his podcast on our podcast. In, so you're welcome. A lot and of he the, can return the favor if he sh- he should return the favor. A lot of that was frustration for me, wondering why. You know, this podcast is amazing. Yeah, I'm not wondering why it's amazing. I'm wondering why what, because it's this so amazing. It's not out to, to other nations. Many, yeah, the he other places, too. countries. So, but anyway, and the army. Yeah, at people overseas, I guess is what you're the saying. Vatican, people on vacation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it isn't. I don't know if it's reached the Vatican. Um, actually, I know for a fact that it is not in Rome. Ah. Uh, and I've lo- I've looked. I've searched. I've well. He just... should hit that market because what I hear is the Vatican has a little bit of money to their name. Well, hmm, they do say that, um, but it, apparently, it's going to good use. Well, it's interesting to me that, Joel, you, you, uh, it was actually your idea to choose Ricky Gervais 
as our tributee uh, mm-hmm. today. <clears throat> Excuse me. To choose Ricky Gervais as our tributee today, uh, because I find you know he is a, he is a can be a controversial comedian, or mm-hmm. he can bring up uh, he is an outward atheist. So maybe right. the uh, Vatican wouldn't be that great choice. Second look, um, he speaks about science and animals, but also masturbating and masturbating scientific animals. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's interesting, and I'm glad you brought that up, because that's Mm -hmm. the hot topic that I was really interested in talking about. It is hot. Uh, You know, Rick Gervais, he is, uh, I guess, in a sense, a relativist. We discussed this on the Sarah Mm -hmm. Silverman episode. Mm -hmm. We're absolutists, in that everyone is absolutely right about everything that they could possibly ever believe in. Absolutely. Ricky Gervais sits over there on his high horse, and Mm -hmm. he says... No, it's all relative to reality. So depending yeah. on what science, which is what mm-hmm. he believes is reality, says, uh, which is essentially his, I would say it's his religion. Yeah. Oh, science how is, is his religion. How is science not a religion? Don't I really don't. Even th- it's a question that we could come up with 80 answers for. Yeah, exactly. But in a lot of ways, the answer would be it is a religion. Yeah. You know? That would be a, most of those answers That's, would be it is religion, ha, and this and is why. Half, yeah, the other half would be the why. Yeah, and there, there's and then one answers. or two answers would be it's not a religion, but I mean, I guess it, it, you kind of have to look at what more answers you yeah. get and to like, one side of things. But science does a, a amazing things. Have you seen the the red frogs in the Amazon? Science is incredible. Well, you say that, but there's a documentary on the BBC which proves that the Amazon isn't just like a, a wasteland or an untouched um, – did I say wasteland? Wilderness. Yeah. Wilderness. Um, that there were man, man, mankind and people that were there in the Amazon. So there's just like different man-made structures and stuff like that. People were cultivating that land. So oh. the red frogs might not be as scientific as you think. It could be just people painting normal frogs saying, you know, they really stand out uh, better when they're, right. when they're and red. And we all know that once you like die, like you, and I don't know if it's painting that's simplifying mm-hmm. it, but if you dye those frogs enough, they're going yeah. to eventually be born red. and, and Or like and a, science more outlook. red, more red, more red until these are the red frogs. These and this frogs. is man making that. It's the right. GMOs of the of Amazon. Of the Amazon, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, that's delicately said. Um, so evolution um, in practice there you go exactly you see it. and and You're it's welcome. it's not just evolution it's man made evolution like it's mm-hmm. man it's mm-hmm. people man evolution man evolution yeah um, but not Ricky, to be confused with Jim Belushi no who will be mentioned again right uh, in i mean he's man man of to 6 minutes he's man evolved just by eating a lot yeah he's man evolved to the nth degree mm-hmm. so he's man evolved Right, exactly. I mean, these are all these are all really technical terms, and they don't have mm-hmm. much to do with mm-hmm. comedy. But we like to educate our listeners in a broader sense sometimes because well, the thing you can is, bring it in when you understand these things. These are tools that help you take the magic out of Ricky Gervais's comedy mm-hmm. because he talks a lot about science. In right. fact, one of his specials is called Science, mm-hmm. and so to demagify science takes a lot of scientific magic. Well, you know? c- comedy is. 
made up of different subjects and you make jokes based on those subjects. We can look at it scientifically. Yeah. Get educated about those subjects mm-hmm. and then you can make the jokes based on them. Yeah. And and Ricky Gervais, he comes from the angle of, you know, there are no religions. He he right. would he would like and I've heard him say, I would like to physically eradicate all religions in the whole world. Completely. Now you and I, we discussed how we're absolutists. We believe mm-hmm. everyone's absolutely right. Everyone's right. So, you know. Uh, so he's right there. But what about the other people who are right? Exactly. That and that, becomes But he wouldn't, he wouldn't have any time and for to them. to physically eradicate uh, your, by, by oneself an entire populace of religion is quite a uh, task. It's quite, quite an undertaking. And you know what? I mean, he's such a, a celebrity right now. He probably yep. could do he's a, more popular. A he's more to, popular than He-Man. Uh, currently is mm-hmm. and so maybe he could have the power i mean he man's heyday ricky gervais was basically unknown exactly so there's exactly. a so there's a different up. yeah look out there's a new he man in town yeah and, and his he's name, name is ricky gervais, ricky gervais. Yeah. now ricky gervais believes there is no god that's mm-hmm. the atheistic sort of standpoint that's right i uh Am not. I can't say there is for sure. I can't say there isn't, and right. that would be uh, make me an antagonist. I guess. Yeah, you're an antagonist because you're uncertain. Because I'm uncertain. Yeah. But if you sit, if you sit there, Kevin, you tell me that there is a God. Mm-hmm. You're then you're right. Right. You and know? if I said there wasn't a God, true, I'd be right. Yeah. And that's basically where I stand. Uh, mm-hmm. I accept all religions uh, as an omnitheist, and so I practice. Uh, every religion I can mm-hmm. uh, at some point in my life. Right now, I'm not doing a whole lot of it because there's a lot of candles I have to buy for the next set. You got to save up for certain religions, exactly. Uh, if you're doing what you're doing, and and I, I you know, what? I can't even mention the the next one I'm doing right now because it's a very secretive uh, yes. process. But let's just say well, a the- lot of celebrities are involved with the Martian Buddhism. Can we just say that uh, in the nation, there are about 80 religions Mm -hmm. that are different from any, like, yeah, we have our Christians and our Muslims and our Jews, but we also have, you know, the children of Q, which we mentioned, and a slew of other religions. Yeah. Um, Even the children of the slews. The children of the slews, which, like... They're very similar to the children of Q, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it, they believe that all dust is actually um, the rats. Exactly, which is just weird. Tiny, like, tiny little rats. Tiny little rats that and does, don't kill her. And that that like just like heightens it because they're like these rats have souls. These rats yep. are holy. Like because they're like oh, it's stupid to think that dust and an inanimate object is alive. Exactly. But if you think of it as a rat, as a rat, then it makes perfect sense mm-hmm. to protect the holiness that is that right. special tiny creature. And that comes from derives from I think uh, a Hindu sensibility. Yeah. Yeah. But that's largely it, based. Yeah. But, the, but there so are there's countless. factions and. Yeah. So many religions mm-hmm. and they're all right and that's fine mm-hmm. um but uh the thing that i that really gets me angry and you did touch on the fact that i would maybe not care to talk about ricky sure, and because sure. you know this about me is that i don't know why he wants to eradicate religions when they're so important because you know where you are you, you know, know with a muslim Right. You know, you know where you are with a Christian. You yeah. can go, oh, what are you? Oh, I'm Christian. Well, I know that you're going to want to love your neighbor. Yeah. And you're not going to want to have me uh, say uh, Christ or, you know, or Jesus. You're not going to want us to use that, the Lord's name. Yeah. You're not going to want. Chances are you're not going to try to have gay sex with me. Yeah. You know, chances are. 
You, um, I mean, there's going to be there those people that, in yeah. certain religions that sure. go against certain areas. So you don't know 100, percent but you mm-hmm. get a good like overview of that person's philosophy, and yeah. I find that handy. And that's great in comedy because you can use that in because comedy. Yeah. Oh. There's a lot of stereotypes in comedy, Kevin. Sure, and you you can play off those religions and know a crowd of Christians. You're gonna want to do your fish jokes, mm-hmm. um, your bread jokes, your, your fish and your bread. You see a bunch of Jews. You want to do uh, the the fish. Just change it exactly. a little bit to kefilte yeah, fish exactly. joke, and it works. You know, mm-hmm. you you can dy- dynamicize. Right. Your material. Exactly. Uh, and, and then, of course, if they're Muslims, halal. Halal. Halal chicken, you know, yeah. or or there's all sorts of different things. Halal, halal beef or <laughs> yeah, fish. Exactly. Exactly. So th- the whole point is Ricky Gervais is saying, look, I, I don't want these differences. I want everyone to be the same. I want to whitewash everyone. Well, then you're not mm-hmm. going to know who anyone mm-hmm. is. You know, yeah. I mean... I personally doubt, I personally doubt in ever, and I hope this never happens, that you'll you'll never see a little Jewish boy with a foreskin. But that's what Ricky Gervais wants to see. He wants to see little boy's foreskin exactly. on a Jewish boy. Yeah. He wants and, them intact and ready to go. And I'm saying if the culturally you're going to cut that off, well, then the girls that like boys without foreskins are going to go, I'll go for a Jew. I know where I'm at with a yeah, Jew. I know there's not going to be any little extra pieces to this puzzle. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be the little the little hood that you got to peel. Delicately put. Or, or the, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I find that whole, um, you know, get rid of the religion thing, just intolerant. Mm. Well, when you drink a lot of beer... Uh, you can uh, come up with some crazy ideas like that. And again, mm-hmm. maybe he's just saying this a la Silver Silverman just to be funny. And so that you just think, hey, does he mean this? Is this is this really what he thinks? That's uh, true. There is no God. There should be no religion. Maybe it's so shocking that we say he couldn't, he couldn't Can possibly think. That. Yeah. Such uh, such things. Uh, he he could be a, a Christian mm-hmm. drawing attention to a religion and right. doing it in a subversive way exactly. and saying, you know, oh, there is no God, and look how horrible I am yeah. because I don't yeah. believe. You know, look I how little swore. faith and look how little hope I have. Yeah, and my life is so empty and shallow because all yeah. I do is drink all day yeah. and make fun of Carl Pilkington's yeah. round head, and my laughs are just tears. Uh, that masking. sound they're masking yeah. the pain and the hopelessness exactly. that i experience in this postmodern you know uh world world um which is in a way a philosophical apocalypse a philosophicalypse a philosophicalypse exactly now i've always thought of ricky gervais uh to change the subject and talk a bit about his career mm-hmm. um nowadays I haven't always thought of him about th- this way, but nowadays I see him as the Inspector Clouseau of comedy. Now, right. you're going to say that um, Inspector Clouseau was the Inspector Clouseau of comedy. Yeah, I mean, uh, Inspector Clouseau was a laugh-a-minute, uh, supercharged detective story mm-hmm. set in the 60s, Yeah, played by a French guy. And was hilarious. Yes, it was. So, where are you going with this one? Well, let me explain. Now, I'm taking Inspector Clouseau, who's a fictional character. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, written by Blake Edwards. And I'm, I'm saying that, you know, 
somehow he's an inspector. He's a police inspector. Mm-hmm. Okay, so somehow he's become a police inspector. How? You know, what he must have done something right. Right. You know, but now you see him. He's bumbling around. He's acting he's the fool. Goofy. He doesn't know what he's doing, and he and he he happens to solve the case at the end of the day. But he's he's right. a maroon. Okay, right. as Bugs Bunny would say, me what a maroon. Sure. Right? Uh, he's a catamaran. He's catamaran. You know, he, he's an imbecile. Uh, yeah. A, uh, a buffoon. He's a buffoon. Yes. He's an earth-shattering lampoon. He's a, yeah. But Ricky Gervais... He's a cartoon the, character, a, uh, a goon in of himself. A cart goon. A cart goon. And, and people s- sit there and they look at him with their mouths agag and they say, what a goof. What a gang-gong. Ricky Gervais, now he's here and he's running around... Uh, Doing this show, Derek, Life's Too mm-hmm. Short. Um, uh, uh, the the extras. Extras was a thing. And you're going, this, none of this is very good. Right. And he's tweeting silly pictures of him in a bathtub and, and Crazy going face. on Cogna. Okay, none of this. And we talked about this the other time where he goes, oh, Berbiglia is the new Woody Allen. Like, just uh, yeah, stuff yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Okay. People can listen yeah. back to hear Ferris all that. Ferris Bueller's the new Woody Allen. Or, uh, or Annie Hall. Annie Hall, yeah. Blang, you blang. Know. Exactly, blang, blang. The point is that he did do something great. He did do yeah. something great. And, and I think a lot of people forget about that, and that's The Office. The Office. Um... Yeah, you can give him a we'll, round of applause. We'll, uh, yeah. He played this we'll character, in. this hilarious boss, mm-hmm. uh, David Scott. Yep. Um, Who was a comedian in of his, himself. So you have a comedian playing a comedian. A comedian. But in, stuck in, in a job. In an office. Yeah, and I've been there. Sure. I've worked those day jobs and, mm. you know, and I haven't you know, been able to really be as funny as I am. Right. Now I get to because I'm here in a comedy podcast. Finally. I mean, we're not as funny as yeah. we could be because we're taking the magic out of comedy. Yep. This is more serious. But Yeah. But, you know, you still have those openings to say a bit of a joke like exactly. you did with the rabbi in the bar sure. uh, yeah. who happened to not have a foreskin. Thanks, Ricky. Yeah. Good job. No, he did have on... a foreskin. That's what I meant. No, he no, wouldn't. He He's a rabbi. No, but the joke is... Because Ricky would have wanted right, him to he have would have, Yeah, and now in 2014, he does. He does. Thanks, Great, Ricky. Great, Ricky. Anyway, uh, so this David Scott worked at Wernham Mufflin, and this was a paper company. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that this is the thing that confused me, too, because I know what our yeah. listeners are thinking. Do you think Jim and Pam will get together? Well, n- no, that wasn't what I was thinking. Okay. I was thinking that like you think you can just go to a store and get paper, like stationery. Right. Oh, yeah. From a stationery store. But this was a company that made, like, they didn't make paper. Like, they sold they it. They sold it. In big amounts. In big amounts. Big amounts. You think, because, and I, we've had this where I've come yeah. to you and I've said, I got a joke. Do you have, a, like, a piece of paper? And, that I'm you like, just, <laughs> and no. you're like, you have that little oh, book. You yeah, rip a page out, you give it to me. That's Here, it. Here, Joe. I'll scribble it down. Mm-hmm. And so I've got these pieces of paper lying around everywhere. Mm hmm. I don't need, I don't even feel like I've ever gone to a store to buy paper. No. But now in this story, and this is what's so brilliant about it, Ricky Gervais is in a in a situation where he's like all they do is deal with paper. Just paper and they have no to one's figure out a way. Paper. They have to figure out a way to sell this stuff. Yeah. I mean how I mean in the in world market, you can get paper anywhere. Mm-hmm. You just ask someone for a piece of paper, they'll give you they'll one. They'll give you you've done it how many times have you done that, Kevin? Uh Right now, 339,445. You know how many pieces of paper that is? 
Yeah, 339,445. Exactly. And that's been free paper that I have, like, strewn Just all over my... Of, you can see it. Like, if yeah. people can ever came over here or anything, it, there's no, so much paper. It looks like a maniac trying to track down a certain detective for some sort of revenge. There's just paper Everywhere. all over the walls, yeah. all over the ground. A lot of sticky tack, yeah. which I had to buy. Yeah. So lines, if it was a lines st- of string connecting certain ones. If he had a sticky tack company where they sell sticky tack. Well, then that would be um, sensical. That would make a lot of sense. And it'd be, c- it'd more, be, convenient. It'd be funnier. I don't too. know where you get sticky tack. Sticky tack. Not in a sticky tack store. It's, there's this whole stationery store. It's the same. Hey, guess what? It's the same place you go to get the paper. Yeah. But nobody's buying paper there. Everyone's no. just getting sticky tack. Tons of it. For all the paper they've borrowed from their friends. Exactly. And, I mean, I've got jokes everywhere. And, I've, and, you know, this is great for me when I'm going out to do my stand-up just mm-hmm. to, like, have stacks and stacks of paper and sticky tacked on the wall. Sure. And I can look and be like, hey, that's funny. And these are connected. That's why I have the string connected. Yeah. Like, okay, this plumber bit is connected to this, this you know. Dagger bit. Dagger bit. And there's just the different things that all line up, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so that was a very brave choice. Yeah, that, Ricky Gervais yeah took. that was different. That mm-hmm. was something that was fresh and hard hitting. It was mm-hmm. like when ER came on the scene and they said, "Hey, this is a drama about doctors. That's new." Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, you in wouldn't the have 90s. seen that before. Then. No, no, this was a soap opera based in a hospital. So that was intense. Now he puts a comedy in a paper company. Yeah. I had nev- never heard of paper companies. And now there's a show on American television, I'm told, which is also in a paper company. So that, right? so now it's a commonplace thing. Yeah. Now everybody's going, okay, yeah, I get it. People make paper. They sell it in bulk yep. to different things and let's people get, buy it. Now let's get Steve Carell and do another paper show. Exactly. Like everyone, you yeah. know. Everyone's doing this. It'll and be, Jim Belushi will have one in 2015, I guarantee. Guarantee. Think about how... Um, just wild it is that, and this is going to blow your mind. I bet. Um, is that like there, a lot of paper is sold to offices mm-hmm. and they're working in an office. So do you think then that they're just selling paper to, to themselves, themselves because it's they need it? It's uh, thing. It's so cyclical that it comes back around every time. Around that circle. It's in a full 180 degrees. Mm-hmm. Full circle. Yeah. This show was brilliant. This show mm-hmm. was genius. Yeah. Ricky Gervais was doing something that had never been done before, Ever. and he was doing it funny. He was finally doing it funny, mm-hmm. and they figured it out. They figured out the formula. They found the funny. Well, guess what? Once that show was over and he said, I'm only going to do six episodes and, you know, a December time special, or yeah. uh, it was a Christmas time special right. for them oh, and yeah. their culture. Right. Um, played around December time for us, but, you know, we realized that it wasn't the same culture. This guy, you know, goes, okay, that's done. I'm going to try something new. Mm-hmm. And every, and he lost the plot. And it was gone. You know, and, like, that, and then that's when he became Inspector Clouseau. Not just because he's wind. French. That's, oh, I see your, your metaphor now. Sort of like an Inspector Gadget situation where how do you get all those things how do you before? get all those gadgets all those gadgets that was mm-hmm. the office just mm-hmm. loading them up with go mm-hmm. go gadget copter go go gadget uh, moon boots go go gadget stapler and jello yeah that's a direct right. classic classic office bit yeah go go gadget gervais so yeah. thank you mr ricky uh, ricky go go gervais man 
Um, but then his most recent show was uh, Derek. And um, look, I watched the... Uh, you yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. Oh, I like gangster rap just as much as the next guy, but I have not seen it. No, and it has nothing to do with gangster rap. No, I didn't say surprisingly. it. Surprisingly. Um, but he... I didn't even know which character Ricky Gervais played in the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. Like he oh, was really? hidden in there. Like it could have been any one of them. Right. But then I realized it was the guy that uh, they were being so relentlessly pretentious about. Oh, no. Um, yeah. I mean, look, funny isn't pretentious. No. Uh, funny is salt of the earth. Yeah. Funny is dust in the wind. Funny is, funny is, is the rat air we dirt. breathe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's dirt made of rats. Funny is the uh, the space between uh, and hmm, uh, mm. you know. But then I thought, you know, w- what's going on here? Because it's it's so horrible, it's so pretentious, and Ricky Gervais is playing a special needs, like autistic or retarded in some way character mm-hmm. who who shuffles around an old folks home right then i thought what if this is the series version of a parody of that rosie o'donnell movie in which she plays Ma- a retard was that matilda uh no i don't remember what it was called harriet the spy that was what she was in she was in harriet the spy. i think she was in all those movies right. um and she might have even been in Derek. But right. I don't. I don't think that's the one. I should. Uh, I'm searching. Yeah. Here. Well, we should call her up. Uh, maybe she'll be on the show sometime. She's not going out, people. Like, no, she like she, Nike pumps. She's here to stay. This is what I love about Rosie O'Donnell is she's gone from strength to strength. Mm-hmm. I mean, just swinging on those vines like she's mm-hmm. Curious George. She had her own talk show. She was amazing in that, and then she was in a bunch of other shows, and she even got on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, yeah, with Larry David. With Larry David. And that was, I think, her, the height. And you're absolutely right. She was in Harriet the Spy. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing that now. It was a childhood uh, uh, classic to me. Mm -hmm. Just full of action, adventure, drama, suspense. Fatal Instinct. I don't know if that's the one where she plays the retarded person. Uh, That's news to me. I did not know that Rosie O'Donnell was in Fatal Instinct. Yeah, she's a woman in Bird Store. That's what it says on IMDb. Well, it doesn't say retarded woman in Bird Store, so it can't be that movie. I guess you're right. Yeah. Okay, so the movie was called Riding the Bus with My Sister. Hmm, never heard of it. Yeah, it was a TV movie uh, in 2005, and a woman spends time with her developmental disabled sister after death of their father. So basically... Uh, one one sister uh, has to hang out with her retarded other sister. Right. And uh, yeah, it got one star from one of the user reviews. Anyway, it was. I don't know if it was a very good movie. It I, you know it sounds it, pretty good. Well, it's got a great premise, and Rosie know. O'Donnell is comedy gold. Yeah, so it's um, probably funny. Sh- everything Rosie does in it is hilarious. Yeah, but yeah. It, it's listed as a drama here and i think that's what confused people because it's probably just hilarious comedy well now ricky gervais does a parody of this right and he goes look at my because this i'll be riding the bus with my sister i mean that is already a fairly pretentious title yeah oh this is so simple but look at the depth we're finding it. yeah look i'm with my sisters like we all have sisters we're all sisters Mm -hmm. uh, and brothers of each other's exactly 
And this show, you know, yeah. just had that pretend, uh, th- that pretense. Yeah. And Ricky Gervais is doing the same thing where he's like, they wrote, they wrote in a bus like in two or three of the episodes. There you go. It's the same movie, just broken up a little bit. You slap a different name on there that isn't pretentious, but is pretentious because it's just called Derek. So all it is is one person's name. So it's like, are there any other people on this show? Mm-hmm. Well, no, there's not. It's just a Derek. It should. Well, what's his other show on HBO called? Oh, there it is. The Ricky Gervais show. Exactly. Coincidence? Yes, but it still should be known. Well, he created both of them, so I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay, that was an easy answer, but hey, we're both right. But yeah. Ricky Gervais, fat guy playing retarded guy. Rosie O'Donnell, fat, fat, woman, or fat woman, woman playing a retarded g- woman. Woman. So, like, those are very similar. You can see the par- uh, Rosie mm-hmm. O'Donnell, her dad dies, and then she has to take care of yeah. her sister. In the Ricky Gervais one, his dad left him when he was a kid because he's retarded, and he kind of has to meet him later on. And there's a lot of crying, and it's, it's when I when I finally realized what was going on, <laughs> I laughed. Okay, I was like, yeah. yes, yeah, yes, this is so horribly rosy. Yeah, and when you realize something's rosy, and that's shorthand in comedy. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, we call it rosy. If you got a rosy joke, it's like the petals are already uh, fresh, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, they didn't use it because it's kind of an inside industry thing. Yeah. But in Tropic Thunder, when they were, don't go full retard, that whole joke, right? it was originally <clears throat> written as don't go full rosy. Yeah, don't go full rosy. Yeah. Because you're going to blossom too much and people are going to see your pink shades. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's not the space you want to be in. You want to be in that more... Uh, I, I think um, must Mr. Downey Jr. Yeah. Uh, put it correctly in that scene, uh, which was a wartime movie, so that was you know pretty powerful. Oh yeah. And he tells him, "Look, don't go full retard, because they're not going to respect you, and they're not going to love you." Right. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but it was heavy, and I loved it. Yeah. No, it's a strong. I mean, movie. The, there are funny moments. Well, um, you know what, and and let's just make sure, and this is a lesson that we can mm-hmm. definitely teach our students, and that is that comedy doesn't always have to be light and fluffy. Exactly. It can have depth. It can depth. teach us things. Heavy. I mean, you look at the comedy Precious, mm-hmm. which the girl, and that was like, I think that was also written in the script, Black Rosie. She, you yeah. know, she's going Black Rosie. Get a fat black chick, get her to play kind of this retarded-ish character, yeah. go Rosie. You know, um, and boy, what did that won an Oscar. Yeah. Or she yeah. won an Oscar. So did uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Uh, Leo DiCaprio mm-hmm. went full rosy. Yeah. He went and white rosy. He went white yeah, rosy. Like young white male rosy. Yeah. Skinny white rosy. Yeah. And, and powerful. Oh, oh tear jerking. And yet he had a mom in that who oh. was definitely rosy. Yeah. Full. Just a big full fat. Full rosy. I mean, in a way, she was Jabba rosy. Yeah. That's what they, that Jab- was the one thing. Yeah. I remember seeing some notes from that. And they're they, like, originally the Jabba. character was, yeah, Rosie the Hutt. Ro- yeah. And they're like, well, uh, is that still relevant? It's not mm-hmm. 1980, whatever, when Star Wars exactly. something came out. Let's just make her the mom. Exactly. Gilbert's just call mom. her mom. Mom. Yeah, mom character. Mom, and she's just an angry mommy character. But yeah, going full rosy is good and is bad, as we've learned. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it, it depends how you handle it. And it depends what people know. Like, do people know, are they in on the joke? If you're not yeah. in on the joke, it's not funny. No, it never is. Yeah. It never could be. Uh, most of the time, if you just start a joke in the middle of it and say you're, you know, say only part of it and then the punchline, people are like, wait, what? Were you saying something? Because mm-hmm. you can't just be like, um, rabbits, and then I said the blah, blah, blah yes. punchline yes. about rabbits do. You know what? I think that's a good Facebook contest sure. for this week. Students, show us a joke that could be misconstrued as not mm. funny. Show us a joke that you have to be kind of in on to yeah. get. Yeah. You know, because some jokes are not always the most easiest thing that's to right. understand. Um so, so take your time on it, mm-hmm. write it on Facebook, and write a comment right underneath it explaining the yes. hell out of it, mm-hmm. just really driving out mm-hmm. uh, every point of why that joke might be funny. If you miss something, we'll add we'll, to we'll it. Help you, we'll help you along. Mm-hmm. We'll grab your hand. We'll bring you into the bed of roses, and we'll lay you down mm-hmm. all real nice, mm-hmm. and, and we'll it, caress it, your, your joke for you. It doesn't have to be about going rosy. It doesn't have to be about no, being no, retarded. But it... It can be about anything, but make it so that, you know, you can miss it. Yeah. And, and it, th- this is a very challenging. And let's, I think we should sure. start calling these contests homework. Oh, I like it. Because like uh, it. we did, you we did mention homework them. the other time and, mm-hmm. and that was good. So this yeah. is their assignment. This is the homework. Yeah. This is a tough one. And, and I'm wondering what we're going to see because we've seen a lot of interesting stuff. Sure. Um, a lot Just of. Just flooded lately. Yeah, um, I was tweeting the other day about mm-hmm. people and starting a Tumblr just for all of our Garfield memes. Right. Tons. And I don't know if anyone's done that yet, but... Uh, I hope so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys can always reach us at thejkaround at gmail.com right. if you need a more personal touch in the email. Twitter.com slash thejkaround. That's it. Facebook.com slash thejkaround. That's that. Uh, we have one more uh, segment. One last segment. Uh, the one that we brought in in the new year with mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Bill Cosby. We will now... Uh, honor Mr. Gervais with yes and that is what if what if you were something not just a comedian let's use imagination now what we do in this segment is we use our imagination our imaginations which, are our dreamscapes for look, just a little bit we hold on to those imaginations as the most important thing. It's an important tool in science as well, as we mentioned mm-hmm. before about science. They have to imagine exactly what all those little life pieces, the particles, right. look like. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have to imagine, oh, this is what a space is like way out there. Trust me, just imagine it. They have to come up with ideas and then go prove them. And then go prove them by yeah. saying, yeah, I swear I did it. Imagine if it worked. Yeah. And you'd be like, well, now it's a fact. Now Get, it's scientific exactly. fact. It Get, went from theory to fact. Guess how this might work. And then they're like, oh, that sounds like it could work like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Proven. Proven. Done. Done. Exactly. So we're going to use, uh, stretch our imaginations. Yeah. And one thing that's great about, you know, even as you become old, don't lose anything. I mean, you, I mean, you can lose your bladder control. You yeah, can you lose your, your legs. Your, you can lose everything. Just don't lose your imagination. And that's what yeah. I love about people, even people that have, like, Alzheimer's. Yeah, and they're They've just chewing on their imagination. scarf. Yeah, yeah, they're sitting there going, there's someone in my house. There's, yeah. you know, oh. someone terrorizing me. I was just molested the other day. Yeah. That's all imagination. All in your head. The, you know, the and people so who powerful. work at the homes, they care about you. Mm-hmm. If, they, if those bruises were real... 
then they would that be would a, be that wouldn't make sense because they're paid to be exactly kind to you. so they must be in your imagination yeah, exactly and it's such a beautiful thing it's such a powerful thing and, yep. and you watch that that's why i like to go visit fun. a yeah. old folks home and just like look yeah. at all the people in their wacky imaginations oh they're crazy um, and they're i feel literally somehow crazy. i really feel at home there yeah it's great to feel better than someone for once oh yeah it's, nice. oh, it's not it's, it's not nice. every day that that comes along yeah so any idea what we could say uh what what yeah. if so ricky gervais were is what if so other than a comedian can we imagine if ricky gervais was a secret agent what if now first of all ricky gervais would be a perfect secret agent because most mm-hmm. of them are british yes um oh. and you always see uh British, you know, the the really good agents mm-hmm. from like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Yep. Or, I think um, they were most of them were English. Uh, Spy Hard. Spy Hard. Uh, uh, 007. Yeah. Double O. Um, yeah. James Bond. English, James Bond. Uh, yeah. Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. He was well, uh, international. He went international. He went man international. Of but mystery. listen to the accent. Yeah. Oh, yes. He, I'm saying he started British and was so good at, at being British. Look at the car driving. It's got a British he flag. He was being so good at being British. He wears like a suit that has a Union Jack. Which made him so good at being British. Yeah. He's so British that it. That he, they made him international. They said we need they to. They know him all over the world, but he's British. The sun never sets on England. I don't know if that's uh, true. Well, that was true in the 19th century. I so. think that's more of an Icelandic thing, isn't it? Like the I, the sun for like six months they have sun the sun never sets in iceland and, and that's uh, international um and well, that's Rick- another nation so it would it would it would so, be you've proven it just in what you've said well one thing that I, I is very interesting if ricky gervais was a secret agent um he wouldn't be writing the office he wouldn't have created mm-hmm. such a powerful paper um, storyline, and then there wouldn't be a famous paper show in, in uh, Canada, um, America. Yeah, and then Steve Carell would not be famous right now. Yeah, there would be no Steve Carell. So there'd be no Carl Pilkington. Think about a world without Steve Carell and how dark that would be. It'd I be mean, a sad, sad time. I don't want to think about that. Uh, Steve Carell was only the real, uh, the only person who could really play a secret agent as a comedy bit because mm-hmm. he's American and he can lose mm-hmm. the, the English so we yeah. don't have to uh, be on the edge of our seat the whole time. Whereas if we saw Ricky Gervais... You're talking about Get Smart. Yes. That, Get that's Smart, the film. which in, in, in the original Get Smart... Is it? Was played by the guy who voiced, voiced Inspector, Inspector Gadget. Gadget. Full circle. Full 180 but all over again. I love how you said that because Americans it, it, always bumbling, stupid, idiot spies. Yep. You know what I always. mean? And they're not good at any of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And you saw that in that whole thing where with the WikiLeaks. Oh, the WikiLeaks. You know, you're going like, what? how dumb terrible. are these people? They, this one little guy leaks some wikis and you guys had not, could do nothing yeah. about it. You can't even... Uh, cipher the the drips they're, they're leaking out fix those pipes guys so he's out there hanging out in sweden and, and everyone's yeah. going you know don't enjoy too much of that swiss chocolate yeah um and he's going well uh, yeah I, I am i already am all the leaks are, are out le- there lacked yeah have been lacked i've been lacked already so, so you know but anyway so uh, sometimes your imagination mm-hmm. can work against you can we just bring yes. that to light here because Let's remember i'm thinking i'm getting kind of upset because i'm imagining a world without Stephen corral yeah and i'm yeah. and i'm th- and this has been our own fault by imagining ricky gervais as a secret agent now we're stuck with this vision of a of a world a without dark, Stephen corral dark world yeah like what his, there'd be no anchorman too 
and yeah, that would be no. sad. I don't even know if there'd be an Anchorman 1 at this point. Oh, man. Let's you not know, get too tragic. You, it might get backdated. I don't want to, Kevin, but this is a problem with imagination. Imagine if we didn't have an Evan Almighty. Where would my what would my DVD collection really look like without Evan Almighty right beside look, Bruce Almighty? Look, if they didn't have Evan Almighty, then they wouldn't have Bruce Almighty. I mean, exactly. I know it came before it, but they'd probably be like, I'm sure because everyone they needed but they to make do the, the first prequel. movie. Yeah, yeah, they needed to do the prequel to Evan Almighty, so we could get all the backstory. You know that anytime Hollywood goes to make a movie, they go, "This better be ten movies," you know, yeah, or least. we're not going to make. The one yeah you know when they went to make the first lord of the rings they weren't like all right we'll just make one movie see how it goes they're like no no no, no. this has to be you know nine movies lots and lots of movies out of yeah. this and but of course so when they went and they're like okay we'll make this bruce almighty movie bruce but Al- like what what's gonna happen after well they had they saw stephen crowd and they yeah. said okay he's gonna play noah yeah you know yeah. uh yeah. and and so <laughs> yeah, that happened. Yeah. No Stephen Corral, they would have been like, this Bruce Almighty thing isn't yeah. going to work. I'm really waiting for, uh, you know, uh, Jennifer Aniston in Mary Almighty when mm-hmm. she per- has to portray the Virgin Mary mm-hmm. and not have sex with anyone, which yeah. is very hard for her in a role. Yeah, she's uh, or, and and to keep her clothes on generally. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and I, I think that, like, Mother Mary full of grace, you've heard that. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Aniston, if you've seen her face, it's more full of bitterness after the whole yeah. Vince Vaughn thing. Yeah. So she, I don't know if she could pull it off. Well, that's that's the intrigue of the film though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right? Can can this bitter little sad person mm-hmm. play the, the gracious Mother uh, Mary? It's a comedy version. So I think you yeah. have, you can, you have something to work with there. Yeah. You know, you, oh, can, yes. you can bend lots of, those lots things. Lots of dancing. And, uh, around the issues yeah. like that. Yeah. And we know from Alan Alda, if it bends, it's funny. It'll, if it yeah. breaks, it's not it's funny. It's gone. It's not funny. Right. Then it's then it's maudlin. And broken. And broken. Um, but and, yeah. So yeah, Ricky so that, Gervais would be an all right secret agent, I guess. Yeah. and then But we wouldn't have Mary Almighty coming out mm-hmm. in 2016. I would love to see Julia Louis-Dreyfus instead of Jennifer Aniston. I think it'd be a funnier movie. And hmm. I don't care who knows it. She might be kind of old for it. Yeah. Well. But the, hey, I'm putting it out there and let the powers of be, uh, be, the B make that decision. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just uh, Jennifer Aniston was in the first Bruce Almighty, so I figured she would be I in don't the. Care. Thi- well, that's a good point. You're right, and I'm right. Yeah. So Hollywood, make it happen. Put make them happen. both together and have them play half the movie. Oh, that's uh, an interesting. That's an inter- interesting decision. Right? That's a neat choice. Mm-hmm. That's really neat. That's I like that. imagination. That's a pretty neat choice. It's neat enough. So, um, thanks for listening again, students. We love you. We we uh, cherish your your friendship and your honor. And uh, we um, thanks for blessing us with your ears. Are so blessed by your ear time, and thank you for listening to our voice sayings. Yes, and our and our joke deconstructioning, and our humor. Enlightening. And yeah, the humor humanizing and the enlightening of enlightenment. Follow us, like us, us, email Kevin. Uh, yeah. Just love us. Just please. And and say you know something. What? Do your homework. Yeah, write us uh, that crazy joke and explain it all mm-hmm. all day long. And let's take the magic out of, out of comedy. comedy. Have a great week. Class dismissed. Mm-hmm.